0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital No Man Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world, but also how to make a difference and impact the communities you're traveling in. Uh, so on this episode, we have Kendrick Hui, uh, who's actually from Vancouver, BC, Canada, where I'm from as well. And back in Vancouver, we actually ran a course together, a workshop called Travel Mastery, how to... Travel hack your way around the world and how to travel blog your way around the world. So I uh, obviously taught the travel blogging side of things, and my friend Kendrick taught the travel hacking side of things. And uh, we actually just met a couple of days ago uh, in Georgetown, Guyana. We – kind of coordinated our uh, trip that we were able to be in the same place, in the same hostel, and uh, it was really cool to hang out with Kendrick live in person. And now here we are a few days later. uh, He's over there in a new country now in Suriname, and I'm still in Guyana. I'll be heading to Trinidad on Tuesday. Um, So it's kind of cool, you know, when you're you're a traveler and you meet people from your home uh, city, home province home country so uh, here we are uh, I'm in Guyana and Kendrick's in Suriname and we're going to be uh, interviewing Kendrick on the topic of uh, his one-year trip around the world how did he stay for it how did he prepare for it uh, where has he gone and we'll be focused on travel hacking which uh, Kendrick's somewhat of a guru, and he has a website called kendrickwee.com where he uh, gives tips and advice about uh, how to travel hack, and he can actually coach you on that too. So if, you ha- if you're if you not sure where to start uh, about um, getting the points and miles, um, he can definitely guide you and mentor you along the way. Uh, so Kendrick, uh, maybe you can give us a quick uh, backstory of uh, you and what made you get interested and passionate about travel, Kendrick? Uh, well, I'm always like traveling but I didn't think it was affordable and if I wanted to go
1: somewhere I needed to spend a lot of time to to save money uh, for such a trip so after um, I went to this event in Portland uh, or not Portland sorry Seattle that was hosted by Chris Gillibo and what he said uh, he had a website and his blog and uh, he had a draw where if you enter the draw you can Potentially get picked to take part of his digital product that he was uh, creating live online. So I went on his website, I signed up for the draw, and my gut feeling told me I was going to get picked, and I did. Because long story short, I ended up uh, going to Seattle, and for the next five days, I was surrounded with people who has traveled around the world. Wow. So be- yeah, being inspired by all these people, I decided, okay, you know what? Like, like I'm not do- I'm not very happy with my current career, and and all I do in my spare time is obsess over travel, so why not focus my attention towards travel? So um, from there, I took the time to pay off my debt. I even moved back home to my parents' house, which I didn't really want to, but you know I needed to cut costs from paying rent. Um, I, I just work at the current job I was working at. I was working at a, at a community center uh, in fitness. I was teaching uh, seniors osteo fit uh, to make sure they have healthy bones and whatnot, and I was also working as a personal trainer. And uh, yeah, I did that for about a year and four months, and that's the time I spent paying off my debt and saving up money uh, to go travel around the
0: world. Awesome, and uh, you know, uh, it's one thing to dream it, and it's a whole other thing to do it. So you had the dream to travel the world, but you are one of the few who actually acted, and now you are actually traveling around the world. Uh, Tell us about this current journey. Uh, Where did you start, and which countries have you passed through so far?
1: Um, the journey started back in September 13 of last year, that's when I left Vancouver. I had uh, $15,500 Canadian in my bank account, and I had tons <laughs> of uh, points and miles that I got from getting a lot of credit cards. I, I, I think I ended up with 15 different credit cards before I left, um, and then I cancelled 11 of them, keeping four, and uh, which were the best ones. Um, and I can go into detail with, about that later on. but. Um, so with points and miles in my pocket and $15,500, I set off to go to Israel as my first destination. Yeah. Uh, for the first two weeks, I was traveling with my girlfriend and my two sisters and because they wanted to be part of my, the start of my journey. So we went to Israel, mm-hmm. Jordan, and Egypt for the first two weeks. And And after two weeks, my sisters went back home to Canada and me and my girlfriend continued on. We went to South Africa, which is my number one favorite country uh, that I've visited thus far in this one year trip. Yeah, me too. South Africa is amazing. Yeah, I haven't met anyone who didn't like it. I mean, except for Gloria, but that's a different story. From She's a lady back in Vancouver who's also traveling around the world. Um, Anyhow, uh, after South Africa, we went to Asia. So me and my girlfriend, we went to Singapore, uh, Brunei, Malaysia, Myanmar, and Hong Kong. And from Hong Kong, she had to go back to Canada, and I continued my journey. So from there, I went to Australia, went to Papua New Guinea, uh, ended up going to Philippines for about a month. I spent uh, Christmas and New Year there because I wanted to spend time with my family, um, who I haven't seen in eight years. And then afterwards, I continued on to Southeast Asia. I did the popular, you know, trip there, which is I went to Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, uh, Vietnam. I also took a quick stop at India because I wanted to see the Taj Mahal, and you know, I was glad I did it because the Taj Mahal was was incredible. And in India. You know, a lot of people have bad experiences or good experiences. I, I've never seen like something in the middle when, when it comes to India. Um, I I was lucky. I was one of those people that had a good experience. Like I met amazing backpackers there, and yeah, the Indians were really nice to me. But you know, it, it, but I I also felt that at any time something bad could happen. Like like right. my experience there, I think I was lucky. You know, it was, I don't. It was just pure luck, in my opinion. Um, because it was like funny story from India is that I got off the airport and took a taxi and the first thing the taxi did was hit a car uh, and then they they didn't even stop it was like normal to hit a car in new delhi i guess and then i was looking at other cars and they all had scrapes at, at the side of their car so you know I, i've never seen traffic as bad as that and it was even worse than cairo which says a lot because cairo is is the worst traffic i've ever seen yeah so, he's the king of bad traffic but hey regardless it was very um interesting place to visit, and I recommend everyone to go to, to India, like even just for a week or a few days, it, it's worth it. Um, anyways, after India, I ended up going to uh, Vietnam, and from Vietnam, I went to, to Korea, China, Indonesia, and then I wrapped up my trip in Southeast Asia, and going, I went to the U.S. Uh, because I was about to start my trip to South America. Um, I didn't mention this yet anywhere, but I actually took a first class flight from Hong Kong to Los Angeles. So I used my Alaska Airlines miles to do that. So it was, I've never ridden first class before. And, and I remember everyone in the cabin was asking me, oh, what do you do for a living? How much do you make a year? And I was like, oh, I make 30 grand a year. And they're like, what? You make 30 grand? How are you riding first class? It's first, <laughs> like, that's 10 grand. It's like, it was like one third of your salary already, right? <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, so I went to LA just for a few days. Uh, stopover before I ended up starting my trip in South America. So that's where I am right now in South America. and. Um, you know, I, I went to Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, did volunteer work in Colombia, which was amazing. I went to Venezuela, which is an extremely dangerous country. Uh, <laughs> nothing happened to me. Super, uh, but when I went to Guyana, uh, I was telling, talking to Ricky about it a few days ago. Um, yeah. So I, was, I took this minivan at the border of Brazil and Guyana to go to the capital of Georgetown, and, and you're riding this really beat up minivan, very uncomfortable, there's no AC, it's boiling hot, very cramped, you know. The seats are very hard and uncomfortable. And halfway through the jungle, um, our driver got stopped by the police for smuggling alcohol in the through the river. And at 2 a.m., we were all stranded in the middle of nowhere with no place to sleep. Insects biting us. As a matter of fact, I, I have this wound in my finger right now. It's very, It's like healing very slowly. Uh, apparently it's one of those mosquitoes that that they bite you and they lay an egg in your skin and if you scratch it it tears off the flesh and now you have like this open wound and uh and i I put some neosporin in it and it seems to be healing but it's very slowly so you know it's one of those places that it's quite rough to travel to and uh i ended up hitching a ride on a 4x4 truck um and the whole journey took about 26 hours to complete and and it was very uncomfortable but it's a good story i guess so it's just
0: one of those things that is part of travel when you Want to see offbeaten paths? What a journey. I mean, uh, you've been traveling for about 10 months and you've visited uh, over 30 countries, is it? Yeah, well, not 10 months yet, but about
1: nine, nine, about almost nine months. Nine months in a few days. <laughs> but uh, how, many countries? I, how, many country, how many countries in, the, in that time? Frame? A little over 30. I, I don't have the
0: exact count. I, I'd say 30, 32, 33. <clears throat> Definitely, uh, you know, impressive and uh, I'm glad you shared about your salary because a lot of people on Digital Nomad Mastery, they're a little bit reluctant to share about their salary, but uh, thank you for being so open and honest about it and uh, I'm glad you were because it shows you that you could be only making 20000 30000 40000 and you can still travel the world for a year. You don't have to be making six figures or seven figures. You don't even have to be making 50000 a year. And uh, you know, Kendrick, that's really encouraging. Uh, to our viewers and listeners, maybe they're just working as a barista, or they're working um, just a casual job, and they're like, I could never travel, it's too expensive. But through the power and magic of travel hacking, you're able to fly first class and you're able to fly for like, uh, you know, pennies on the dime and, uh, you know, like under $100 across the Atlantic and Pacific. So it's really incredible. Like, uh, your first trip uh, from uh, Vancouver to Israel, how much was that again?
1: Um, I paid $73. $73. And fifty cents, I think, <laughs> for my for my one way flight.
0: There you go, from Vancouver to Israel for seventy three dollars US. Amazing, Canadian. Oh, even more amazing! Look at that. So, Kendrick, uh, you know, uh, we definitely want to ask you more about the travel hacking side of things. Um, and you know, hacking is not a bad word. Uh, Typically, when you think of hackers in the past, you used to think of them as like internet moguls who used to go on the internet and hack into websites and screw things up for the, for the world. But, but hackers nowadays are like uh, there's life hackers and tech hackers and health hackers. And these hackers have actually found a way to efficiently and effectively optimize the health the tech, Um, there's like even um, language hackers who learn languages really quickly, they are reading hackers who speed read and photo read. Um, So what does travel hacking mean and how do you uh, personally use travel hacking, Kendrick? Uh, Well, that's a very good question, and um, I mean, you don't have to use the word travel hacking,
1: we can just say you're a very smart uh, consumer, you know, and um, so how it works is, you know, in, in, in the business world, um, you know, if you're buying a car, you don't buy the first car you see. I mean, I hope not. I hope that you go shop around first and whatnot. So um, what, what I did is, um, as a travel hacker, what you want to do is you essentially want to get as many points and miles as possible uh, and by spending as little money doing it. Because the traditional way of earning points and miles, if, if you want to get frequent flyer miles, like air miles, for example, is if you spend $1, you'll get one mile. If you do that, you know, like I flew to Israel and I spent, uh, I think it was thirty-five thousand airplane miles. So that means if I wanted to use miles to fly to Israel, if I were to do it the traditional way, then I would have to have spent thirty-five thousand dollars to get that one-way flight for seventy-three dollars to Israel, and that that would have taken forever. I mean, even if I was really clever, let's say I have, you know, a family like you, and and we put all our spending in the credit card, you know, maybe we have like I don't know, let's let's say thirty thousand dollars per year on on expenses that we put on our credit card and yeah you know that means every year you can get one flight for 73 bucks which is it's still better than nothing right but you know what what if you can really uh, quadruple the speed of or even ten times increase the speed of how you're accruing this mile so uh what you can do is you can look at credit cards with very high sign-up bonuses usually they have um minimum spend requirements so i'll give you an example let's say with the american express they have this american express gold card and and they'll give you 25,000 miles or, or American Express points that you can transfer to Airplan or British Airways. And you just have to spend $1,500 within three months. So if you're a, a smart consumer, what you would do is you would get this card. You would then look at all the expenses you, that you'll have for the next three months, and then go funnel it onto this card. And by funneling it into this card, then you can go hit the minimum spend requirements, which in turn will get you that 25,000 points. After you hit that point, then you go get another card. Because every month, chances are, you're gonna have some expenses that you need to pay for anyways. So why not leverage your expenses and use those expenses that you have anyways to go meet minimum spend requirements for credit cards to get you the points. And after one year of doing this, let's say, like, 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 let's say you even just get, I don't know, four cards. Um, you can get several thousand points and several hundred thousands of points, which is enough for you to go around the world. So just from one year's worth of expenses, you now have enough points to go around the world, which is ridiculous. I, I mean, you know, it's just using your brain and and uh, not making excuses. That's how it is at the end of the day. Um, and you can do this with for flights. You can do this for a hotel, and yeah, that's how you can leverage your expenses to make your dream come true. Your dream trip come
0: true. <laughs> So amazing. I mean, uh, just through points alone, you could actually save enough points and miles to actually uh, circumnavigate the globe, which is incredible uh, in this day and age. uh, You don't even need to save the actual hard cash. So uh, if people are just starting out, and um, I know it differs based on geographic area and country, so travel hacking in Canada, U.S., Australia, Europe is very different. So, um, um, you know, this is a tough question to ask, but uh, if you're in the U.S. or Canada, um, you know what credit cards would you recommend? And I'm sure uh, there are equivalents in uh, Europe, for example, or Asia or South America, etc. Um,
1: well, if you are in the US, like I'm not an expert on the states when it comes to credit cards, but I, I do know some of it. Um I get a reserve card, they can get a hundred thousand points with that card, which is apparently the best. Um they also have American Express, just like we do in Canada, and they have uh, Alaska Airlines. So the thing with the U.S. though is the that, that amount of travel hacking that Americans can do is almost five times more than Canadians. Like I've, I've known Americans that can earn like one million points in a year and it's not a huge wow. challenge. Yeah, so not, not only can Americans travel around the world, they can travel around the world on business class and staying at five-star hotels just from one year's worth of expenses if they were really strategic with with how they funnel their monthly – Expenses. Um, For Canadians, for us, the biggest one is the American Express series. So you can get the American Express Gold card or the Platinum card, Starward card. So, I mean, our ours is pretty limited to American Express. I mean, we can also get the TD Aeroplan visa. That's a good way to earn some points. Um, CIBC sometimes has promotions with with Aeroplan, so, you know, just look out for that. I've I've gotten some cards with CIBC before. Uh, Alaska Airlines is also a decent alternative to Aeroplan. And uh, the the cool thing about American Express is you can also transfer your points to British Airways. So um, ideally, if you are traveling around the world and you want to diversify your points and miles, because there's three airline alliances out there: there's One World, Star Alliance, and SkyTeam. And not all countries serve all three airlines, right? So in Argentina, they only have SkyTeam, which I don't even use. So I was surprised when I went there. I was like, oh. Maybe I should have been collecting some SkyTeam points ahead of time. Um, and SkyTeam points equivalent for Canadians is Delta Airlines. So, you know, if I were collecting some Delta points, I could have used it in Argentina, for example. But I wasn't collecting them, so I, I had to pay uh, for my pocket. But it, it's okay, I mean, it, it wasn't that expensive. But re- regardless, the point is you want to collect points from the three airline alliances. You must collect points from Star Alliance, One World, and SkyTeam. Whether you are in the US, Canada, or anywhere else in the world. Make sure that you have one frequent flyer account per alliance. Um, Every alliance has their uh, benefits and has their pros and cons. Um, In Canada, Star Alliance is the easiest way to earn points because Aeroplan uses Star Alliance, which is Air Canada, essentially. Um, We have so many credit cards where you can get Aeroplan points. With One World, it's a little bit more challenging because you can transfer your American Express points instead of putting it to Airplan, you can put it into British Airways. So British Airways, unlike Airplan, so Airplane is very good for long-distance flight. Like, let's say I'm fly- flying from Vancouver to Israel or flying internationally. Uh, British Airway points, you want to use it for short-distance flight. Like, let's say I'm flying from Vancouver to Seattle or Vancouver to Portland. You know, so that's the kind of distance I'm talking about, like, really close. Uh, they use a lot less points, like, let's say, about, you know, 4,000 British Airway points. But, you know, it's, it's a lot lower than than AeroPlan than, than po- points. Um, and SkyTeam, I'm not 100% sure how they work. I think it's dollar-based, like how much money you have is how much dollar credits that you can spend. But I, like I said, don't quote me on that because I'm not an expert on SkyTeam. Um, now, if you are in the UK or Australia, uh, I think New Zealand, yeah. they, uh, they all have American Express also, and their main source of travel hacking is American Express. American Express is is the best for travel hacking. Um, around the globe, I, I don't. I don't work for them. I, it sounds like I, I, I. I'm like a sponsor, for them. <laughs> but I'm not. It's, it's. It's. just that it just so happened that that's the car that you you would use to, to quote unquote travel hack, uh, if you were outside the U.S. It's, it's pretty much only if you're an American that you have options outside American Express. Um, now outside the the commonwealth countries, the U.K., Canada, <laughs> Australia, New Zealand, it's quite hard to travel hack actually. Like so, i I've spoken to some Swiss people or some German people and, you know, they can only get one or two cards here and there. So it's not, they can do it, but they can't travel around the world with points and miles. They can, they can go to their dream destination once or twice and that's about it. So, so if you live in Canada, U.S., Australia, New Zealand, or the U.K., then, you know, I think you're making a grave mistake by not taking advantage of this opportunity that only this few countries actually have to go travel the, ro- the world.
0: I think uh, the reason why people it is a so There's right? so many credit cards, credit okay. all you card the cards, cards, the not a, a mathematical, mathematical kind of guy. Uh, if if you, get guy, guy you can, you can get you start hurting your head if you, want to, your head if you want to call so, I mean, you
1: well, I don't, well, know, if I don't read, know if you can really dumb it, down, dumb it down I'll try my best. I'll try so my best. So my so not my not packing. Packing. I do all, do all the things. collecting of points and miles for her because she doesn't get it. She doesn't like it. Um, I have another sister who doesn't get it, doesn't like it either. But then I have another sister who's a whiz at it. So th- the best thing to do is, uh, in every family, there's usually one person that gets it. And th- that person is the one in charge of, of strategizing how you're going to funnel all the expenses into the right cards and how You're going to earn the points because, like I said, it's not, not for everyone. Um, however, if you just want to go on your dream trip, not your not, not let's say not around the world, but let's say you just want to go to a, your dream destination, then I can easily dump it down for you. Um, don't think too hard, just get the American Express gold card because that gets you 25,000 points. And uh, and essentially, your goal is just to get the card, get the points, and cancel it unless you want to keep it. And there are cards that I keep, um. There is also another card, uh, I mean, this is off-topic now. I'm, I'm not sure if you want to go here, but uh, there's a card called the Marriott Hotel Visa card in Canada and U.S. And if you use these cards, you can get 50,000 points to, uh, towards a free hotel night with Marriott. Uh, the, the card doesn't come with an annual fee. It also comes with a, a certificate um, that allows you to stay at the Category 4 Marriott property. Now, the cool thing about this card is, you know, um, If you withdraw money from an ATM from a foreign ATM, uh, instead of getting charged that 18 percent, what do you call it, cash advance fee, uh, they only charge you a flat fee of five dollars. So it's quite handy, actually. So it's like your credit card, uh, your your debit card, but you can use a credit card. So, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. So like while while I'm traveling, I'm pretty sure. Like uh, we were talking about this a few days ago. You said that you couldn't find an ATM that, was accept- that would accept your debit card uh, when you were in Suriname. So yes. Yes. Uh, I had that same issue yesterday, actually. But instead of finding five different ATMs, what I did was I took three different cards and I tried them on the same ATM. And it was that Visa card that I was able to withdraw the money from, and I had to pay the $5 cash advance fee. But that's how much I would pay for my debit card anyway. So I just transferred money from my debit to my credit card. Um, and, and then with the, the good thing about this card, too, is that if you use this credit card uh, overseas, they don't charge you a foreign transaction fee. So it saves you money on conversion um, if you were to use it uh, overseas. So, so you don't have to travel hack as in earning points. You can, get the right, you can just get the right card that will you know, give you the most bang for your buck when you're traveling around the world. So if, you're just, if you just want to be flexible with withdrawing money from ATMs and not get charged a foreign transaction fee, then you can just get the Merit Mary- Hotel Visa card for Canadians and, you, and Americans. And, and now you can make online and you know you can pay for stuff using your credit card.
0: Awesome! So it's awesome. one thing so it's you, one collect, thing all you points, collect all the points. points. Um, so give us some tips on how to redeem effectively, so you don't just end up getting a whole bunch of toasters. <laughs> I asked the same question to Ari, uh, who was one of my guests about ten episodes ago. So tell us a little bit about how you don't get too many toasters.
1: Well, I mean, if you're earning points, then you wanna maximize their benefit. And if if you use it to buy an item, like I, I was, I was also pretty dumb when I first started with this points and miles thing. I still remember when I first got my CIBC Airplan Visa card, I used it to get a $100 Costco gift card, which wasn't really the best use of those miles because the, the gift card is worth worth $100. But uh, if I if I were to use that points and miles, I could have flown somewhere close by. That would have been a $300 ticket. So. You always want to use your points and miles to get you an airline ticket. Don't don't go get a toaster or a computer or or whatever. You're getting ripped off. Um, use use them on 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 uh, on flying. Uh, we as we were discussing earlier, you also want to use the right kind of points for the right kind of flight. So if you're flying short distance, use British Airways. If you're flying long distance, use Airplan. So it's just straight to the point. That, that's that's the reason why is because you use less points. For short distance with British Airways, and you use less points for long distance flights with Airplan. So that's straight to the point. No, no need to complicate it. You know, just memorize that, and you're good to go.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome, great, great tips so far, uh, Kendrick. So we've already covered how to use them for uh, flights. I mean, you've given some great examples. Uh, tell us a little bit about the different hotel alliances because uh, um, that's another thing that people are really missing out on. There's so many different hotel alliances with the major. Chains, uh, tell us about which ones are the most, uh, you know, advantageous to get.
1: Well, it depends which country you're in. So, if you're in the U.S., you can pretty much get all of it. But uh, I'll start with Canada first because that's where I'm from and that's what I know. And I'll briefly cover the other countries. So, if you live in Canada, we have uh, we have Marriott, uh, we have Starwood, Um, but Starwood and Marriott just recently merged, so they're pretty much the same company now. If you get points with one company, you can actually transfer it to the other company. So depending on which country you're in, you can uh, stay in a hotel for free if you were to transfer the points to the right account. So like, like, let's, let's say, I'll give you an example. Right now, we're, we're in Guyana and, and Suriname, and the only hotel they have here from, um, that is one of the popular ones is Marriott. So if I have Starwood points, I can transfer my Starwood points, into Marriott, and then I can use that to stay for free here, which is something that you can do. Um, so Starwood and Marriott is the biggest one. That's the number one biggest one. And this is good for the Americans. This is good for people who live in the UK. This is good for people who live even in, even in other European countries like Germany. I think they have Starwood points. They might not have Marriott, but I think they have Starwood. And if you have Starwood, you have Marriott, because you can transfer it. Um, if you live in Australia, New Zealand, you can get Starwood points as well using the American Express credit card. So Starwood is your go-to, as well as merit. Now, when it comes to other credit, uh, other hotel companies, uh, there's also Best Western. So Canadians can get Best Western cards, so can Americans, and we can use the Best Western card pretty much in a lot of countries as well. So when I was in Israel, I stayed for free at the Best Western hotel. I mean they did charge us a little bit extra if we wanted four people in the room so we paid i think 20 dollars per person per because we wanted four people in the room so i think we paid 40 bucks but 40 dollars for four people in the best western hotel with free breakfast i think it's a pretty good deal um, i'm going to be going to french guiana soon and french guiana asked talking to ricky about it how expensive it was like he was dying in, in french guiana oh, <laughs> like, it killed me man uh so european prices in south america yeah, so Ricky was dying. He was telling me how bad it was and how he wanted to leave, and you know, like it's 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 killing their budget. So, so I was I'm cringing because that's I'm going to French Guiana next. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna get killed like Ricky. Uh, you know, like I don't have that much money left because I'm my, my one year trip is coming to an end. And I was trying to get some advice from Ricky actually how I can earn money while on the road, which we can probably talk about in a bit. But um, yeah, I realized that French Guiana has a Best Western. I use my Best Western points in French Guiana and I can stay for free in French Guiana, which is going to go a long way, so I don't have to pay the $80, not $80, 80 euros for one night. I can pay uh, for free, which is a huge benefit, and I can just stay there for one night, and I can go to the airport and fly out. Um, So you definitely want to diversify your hotel points as well. So again, we covered Starwood and Marriott, which is one company. Uh, You have Best Western, which is another flexible one that Canadians and Americans can use. Uh, in America, you can use Hilton. Uh, they have American Express credit card where you can get Hilton points. Uh, in the U.S., you can also get Hyatt. So again, we don't have this availability in Canada. There's also I- IHG. Um, I- the IHG credit card got discontinued in Canada, so unfortunately for us, that's, we can't use that as well. So if you are a Canadian, we are limited to two, Starwood
0: and Marriott and Best Western. And that's it. That's pretty much it. Uh, Thanks for those tips about travel hacking. You know, if people have questions, uh, leave them below, and we'll make sure that uh, Kendrick answers them. So uh, tell us about how you can make income online as well, Kendrick, as a digital nomad.
1: Well, Ricky's probably better at at me than answering this question, but uh, when it comes to what I'm doing right now, I'm working as a travel blogger, actually. So before I left for my one-year trip, um, I purchased this digital course online from a company called uh, uh, Travel Blog Success. So, at first I was kind of cringing, I was like, oh man, I can't believe I just paid money for like a digital product, you know, like that's something I would never do, pay money for a digital product. But actually, if the digital product is good, it can make you your money back. So what happened for me was, I paid, I think it was $400 Canadian for this video video course on how to be a successful travel blogger. Uh, one of the benefits that this course offered was that they had a, had a secret Facebook page with all the travel bloggers all around the world who also purchased this course. and The owner of this course is friends with all the top bloggers in the world, so he gave them free access to this blog, so now you have access to bloggers who are making six figures all around the world. You can ask them questions and they'll answer your questions, which is great. Now. You don't need to associate yourself with the bloggers that are making a hundred grand a year. you can associate yourself with bloggers who are just making some money period like so they had a job posting there uh, where this blogger who was getting about at the time he was getting about thirty thousand unique visitors a month which is a thousand unique visitors a day which is a lot that, that's what you want to aim for as a blogger is that at least you want to make at least one thousand unique visitors per day so now he's making sixty thousand unique visitors per day and the thing is he and his wife traveled around the world twice so they had a around the world travel blog but when they went back home and they stopped traveling then how could they continue their blog because if they're writing articles about travel destinations they need to be traveling and you know they wanted to pay off their their loans uh, the wife wanted to pay off her student loans and he had credit card debt and so they need to stay put and save up money and uh, long story short they needed to hire travel bloggers to work for them who are traveling around the world and i mean how many people do you know are traveling around the world i mean not not that many i mean there's a few but they usually just go to one region right they go to europe for example and that's it right or they go to south america and that's it so they were looking for someone specific and that that someone specific is someone that's going to you know africa south america europe asia australia so when they first started hiring people they they wanted to hire people that were that was different different from them because they wanted to cover different niche markets so when they were writing, originally they were writing about food because they were foodies and they were writing about um, around the world travel and they were writing about passive income and they wanted to cover other markets. So they hired this family. They had a family of six and they, this family of six was traveling around the world. Uh, after that, family of six finished traveling around the world, they need to hire someone new because their agreement was every person can can work for them for about a year and a year and a half or so. So after that family was finished, they hired this girl who was a solo female traveler. And after she was finished, they need to hire someone new. So that, that's me. I was the person that applied. And I mean, like I said, not many people apply, so it's not very hard for you to get this job. Um, and so for me, I was the, the Asian guy. I mean, like how many Asian people <laughs> travel in the world? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I was also the travel hacker, so I knew travel hacking information. So I covered a lot of bases. And I I also told the person who owned the blog that, I will personally make it my mission to cover countries that he hasn't covered yet, as in to cover the holes you know, of, of his blog. So he was very happy about that. It's like, okay, great. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Venezuela because no one, no one goes to Venezuela. And your blog, we can cover that the article on your blog. you know. And I'm going to go to the Guyanas, you know? so like Papua New Guinea. So if you make your itinerary very unique, like visiting unique places, and even if you go to a place that everyone goes to and you put a different spin to it, it's not hard to get a gig as a travel blogger. So because I purchased this $400 digital product, I ended up getting this writing gig that pays me 150 US per month to write six articles. And some of the benefits that I received from that 150 US a month was uh, one time I got this $2,000 free tour uh, in Ecuador with my girlfriend and you know that's worth $4,000 US and we got it for free because I, in exchange for writing five articles and 16 social media images for the Instagram and, and Facebook um, they also gave allowed me to link back to my website so I can get some free traffic from this blog that's getting 60,000 unique visitors a month and because I was writing for this blog if you've already if you're already getting paid to write for one blog it's easier to get paid to write for other blogs so uh, one time I wrote for this blog in a Canadian blog and they paid me 200 US for one article so it's not passive income. I I still have to work for the money that I'm earning. But it's location independent in a sense that I can sit in my computer and I can write the articles and I can make 25 US uh per article for a total of 150 US per month and you know it's it's better than nothing and it's a start and and it's something that has helped me with my writing actually. <laughs>
0: And, you know, uh, a lot of people's big dream is, if they uh, had any career in the world, is to be a travel writer, a paid travel writer. And here you are living a dream, even though it starts small. I mean, uh, now you can say you're a paid travel writer. And then you can pitch to other uh, magazines and other uh, online, um, um, you know, online publications. And then, boom, you start uh, increasing. Maybe it'll be 500 a month. Then it'll be 1000 a month. Then it'll be like, you know, uh, it'll, it'll rise up. So uh, <clears throat> we're almost at the end of our interview, and our daughter is actually a podcaster in training. She always watches Daddy, and she's like, you know, uh, uh, can I ask questions? Can I ask questions? So I finally let her ask her first ever question. <laughs> so uh, she, she's uh, live for the first time ever on iTunes and on YouTube. So, uh, uh, so uh, Rianne wants to ask a question to Kendrick, who she just met a few days ago. So what question do you have? What country are you going to next?
1: Well, I'm going to French Guiana next, but that's not a country. So <laughs> I'm going to Brazil also, which is also a country that I've already been to. So let's say I'm going to Poland next. That's that's my next destination.
0: After so. that,
1: um, I think I'm going to Switzerland next because I need to get my Euro Rail pass from my sister's friend, who has it there. So I'm gonna take the train when I get to Europe. Okay.
0: Which questions are you going to go to Europe?
1: Which countries? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, as many as I can. <laughs> but I really want to see, uh, if, if, if I were to pick a few, I'd say I really want to see Croatia, Italy, and the
0: UK. Those are, I guess, the big ones that I want to see. Poland. So thank you, Rianne, for those wonderful questions. So she's a podcaster in training. Who knows? She might have her own show in a few years. She's only five years old, and this is the beauty of being a digital nomad. You can hang out with your daughter. Uh, Today is actually like you know, like if it was a weekday, she'd be in school. I'd be busy working. So one of the beauties of being a digital nomad is you can hang out with your kids and you can make money as well. So uh, Kendrick, uh, you have a goal, a big dream, a lofty, uh, you know, a big, hairy, audacious goal. They call it to travel to every single country. And territory in this world, uh, so there's about one hundred and ninety three according to the United Nations, and there's obviously a few disputed territories. Uh, tell us about how you intend to achieve this goal.: well, I,
1: I told my girlfriend that you know, we can't get married and have kids until I visit every single country in the world, so that's my grand mission as a, as a you know before I become like you and have kids and, and a family. Uh, I'm not saying you can't do it now. You still can, but there's more responsibility involved, and you can't travel as fast. So I'm gonna take advantage of the fact that I'm not married yet, and I don't have kids, and I don't have as much responsibility yet as a father and as a married person. So my goal then is to visit every single country in the world. Um, Obviously, I need money to do that. So one of my mission right now is to build up passive income. Uh, I'm gonna do that by doing what Ricky's doing. He built a course on Udemy, so I'm probably going to be publishing a course on Udemy in the next few months. Um, I'll continue writing as a blogger. I will also look into creating digital products that I will sell outside of Udemy as well, and we'll be pitching it. Um, I want to make my focus on around-the-world travel and saving money when you're traveling, as well as eventually I'd like to talk about creating digital products. That's something that I'd like to cover. and so with the money, I will use all the money that I earned to go travel to every country in the world. So I'd like to do West Africa. Uh, Africa is the continent I want to take care of first because it's the hardest of all the other continents. I think if you visit every country in Africa, I think you're golden. I don't think you're going to be struggling anymore after that. Um, and, you know, I'm also going to be building my Points and Miles account this next two years. Cause I, after I finish my one-year trip, I have to go back to Canada and I have to, you know... Put my nose down to, into the grind and get get some work done, and really build up the fund. So I need to build. I it, you still need a lot of money even if you're travel hacking to travel around the world. Like you know, you can't travel hack food, for example. I mean, I don't know if you can, but I guess peanut butter and and, and a bread <laughs> is the cheapest way to do it. But
0: yeah.
1: Um, and uh, yeah, I still need to make money. So I want to see all 196 country, 193 countries in the world plus the five. Uh, observer states, you could say, which is uh, Western Sahara, uh, Palestine, Kosovo, Vatican City, and Taiwan. I think I've seen like three of them already, actually. So, um, regardless, that's my goal, and I, that's also Ricky's goal, actually, and a few people that we met. So this is a big goal with a lot of people. So, who knows? I might team up with Ricky and some other people, and you know, hit uh, some of those difficult countries. It's easier to to hit the more difficult countries with with friends
0: and and as a team so you know that's something i'm gonna look into as well yeah that's definitely one of my major goals i mean i've been to about 65 countries already uh including like the vatican and uh, at first was conning like hong kong and macau but now they're not really the part of china so uh, i think it's around 60 to 65 uh, if you look at the united nations uh, countries uh, by the end of this trip we'll probably be in the mid-70s uh, and then uh, you know once you hit Africa there'll be another 52 countries so that'll be about 120. Uh, I still have to do Eastern Europe and I have to do um, uh, parts of the Middle East and obviously all these islands uh, there's the Caribbean islands the Bahamas islands there's the uh, Polynesian islands and then uh, uh, sorry the Pacific islands as well so uh, you know once you uh, do that you, you it's easier than you think you know uh, it's just one country at a time and you start uh, realizing that goal is achievable and attainable. We actually have uh, the, guest, uh, sorry, the creator of Counting Countries on a podcast in a few episodes. Uh, he's created a, a, a podcast for people who want to visit every country called Counting Countries. He has a Facebook group, et cetera. So if you're interested in this whole area of uh, visiting every country, make sure you tune in to that episode coming in the next uh, few episodes. Uh, so, Kendrick, uh, you've definitely shared a wealth of info about uh, your travels, about travel hacking, etc. So if people wanted to connect with you, find out more, sign up to your email list, uh, follow you on social media. Tell us about how they can connect uh, with you virtually.
1: Uh, the biggest source would be my blog. It's at uh, kendrickuy.com. So that's K-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-U-Y.com. Uh, you can also type in travelandlivefree.com if you can't spell my last name, even though it's two letters. Um, there's also my Facebook page, which is Travel and Live Free Canada. There's also, I, ha- I have a YouTube channel. Just look up Kendrick Uy. Um, I haven't put much videos there yet, but I, I have tons of videos. So in the future, actually, when I come back to Canada, I wouldn't be publishing tons of videos there. Um, there's also Instagram. You can connect to me at Kendrick, at Kendrick Ang Uy uh, at Instagram. And um, you can shoot me an email at KendrickTravels at gmail.com. So if you have any questions when it comes to travel hacking or traveling around the world, you can feel free to shoot me a message, and I can help you in those areas.
0: Thank you, everyone, and we'll catch you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery.